All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Better late than never. Welcome. Hello. It's my It's my favorite. Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the backup You know what? I don't got time for this. I got to go to the hockey game. You know, so I'm going to turn the intro down. We're going to turn this off. I got a lot to get to in very little time. So let's jump in by saying thank you to the audio department for making all this possible. If you want to record a podcast like this one, go check them out. The audio department.ca rap album, spoken word, poetry, indie album, folk album, any other thing that you want to do, maybe a diss track, you know? The audio department.ca, you can book in. Frank's excited about the audio department. It always has been. Let's just jump into a couple of things that I want to get to. The first was I'm going to do a quick Vegas recap because I just want to bring you guys behind the scenes and a couple of things that we were doing that we didn't talk about on the real life and ONR recaps that we did. Uh, specifically what it looks like to work on a trip like this for us. I know a lot of it looks like we're just down there fucking around. And don't get me wrong. We did a lot of that. We did a ton of that, in fact, but that doesn't mean that we also didn't do a bunch of good, uh, a bunch of like really solid work down there. In total, I wrote, I think it was 12 articles in the five days I was down in Vegas. By the way, five days in Vegas, way too long. Anybody who says, oh, no, five days is the perfect amount of time for a trip to Vegas. It's not. Two, three nights max. Two, three nights max. So shout out to AMA Travel for making it possible for us to even get there in the first place. That schedule change fucked so many people. We talked about it. We met a guy who had to go to Nashville to Winnipeg at home. There was somebody who had to fly to, uh, from Puerto Vallarta to home. There was just so many random stops 
and milk runs that people had to do because of that schedule change. Again, did the NHL even apologize or even acknowledge all the people that spent a bunch of money on travel to get down there for those games? Of course not. They don't give a shit. But once we were down there, a couple of things I want to mention. A lot of work goes down. So the, the reason that AMA Travel wants us to go on those is the AMA Travel Diaries. That's part of it. All the social posts, that's part of it. In total, we did over 2 million impressions for AMA Travel on this trip alone. That's over and above the 2 million plus impressions we did when we were down in LA. So that's really what it is. People ask me all the time, it's like, oh, bag milk, the job's so cool. You get to go to, you get to go to, uh, you get to go to wherever for whenever. And it really is. But there's a lot that goes into it, too. And I want to thank Jay. I want to thank Tyler. I want to thank AMA Travel again for making it all possible, being flexible, being nimble, and also the team at ONHQ that when we leave, things have to get picked up even though we're working on other stuff. Liam's producing shows. Gavin, the intern, was producing shows. Producer Aaron was taking on more on his plate. So it's actually quite disruptive when these kinds of things happen. But of course they're fun. Of course they're fun. You know, the other thing I want to talk about is just how cool it was to be down in a market where the people actually appreciate visitors coming down and adding to the atmosphere. I'll tell you a quick story. I was at game three on Monday. Obviously, it was a disaster. No question. It was a disaster. So I sat next to a Vegas Golden Knights friend named Greg. He and his wife decided they were going to leave the pub they were at early on Saturday. Oilers were absolutely running away with it. They said, you know what? Let's go to Edmonton for game three. They went to McCarran Airport or whatever it's called now, flew into Edmonton, stayed at the Matrix Hotel, got some tickets, obviously the exchange rate. If you've come down back from the U.S. recently, you realize that the exchange rate is in your favor. Going down, however, not so much. So they came down, went in for game three, and he was telling me, he's like, listen, I'm a season ticket holder in Vegas. We love when Canadian teams especially are down there because it adds a different element to the game it adds a different atmosphere in the arena t-mobile arena is great but it is a lot more fun when there's people going back and forth and it's all in a joking and fun matter nothing at all like what we talked about with the king series in that series there was no like of course there was heckling but it was like it was what you would expect going into an opposing barn and cheering for your team so reverse on monday he goes listen man first time i've ever been at rogers place this place rules It's nice to hear from an opposing fan that, listen, the arena that we have is also pretty fucking cool. Is there issues? Yeah, they could probably double the amount of bathrooms in there. Still not have enough. In Vegas at T-Mobile, these are the things you want to know. Can you grab a beer and go to the bathroom in the intermission without missing anything? In Vegas, yes. Can you do that in Edmonton? Eh, I don't know. Did my friend Greg have an OnlyFans set up? Studio set up in his room like we did in Vegas? Probably not. You know, it's funny to think about it. When you look at the room from afar, I always think about what the the cleaning staff, when they come into our room when we're on these trips, what they think, because there's a tripod set up with a camera, and there's these lights, and then there's the big roadcaster board that Tyler brings, and there's microphones everywhere. And I can only imagine what's going on in their head when they look around and they go, what the fuck is happening in here? Are they doing some kind of like OnlyFans snuff film porn shoot in here? Because I don't want to clean any of that and I wouldn't blame them. We did leave them a nice tip. We did not make a snuff film, nor are we making OnlyFans content. Please subscribe to my OnlyFans. It's mostly pictures of my feet. Now, getting back to sitting next to a Vegas fan on Monday. 
it was interesting for me because I've never had an experience where I sat and just bullshitted with an opposing fan for the entire night. Both Greg and his wife were completely lovely. My missus and I were both down there, or we were at the game, and even me missus, Mrs. Mel leaned over. She goes, they're very, very friendly. Like, they're having a good time, and yeah, they were cheering and standing up and clapping and doing all the things, but it wasn't annoying because they go, you know what? Damn, it's a great atmosphere in here. He goes, you know what? You guys are going nuts in here. It is louder in here than it is in Vegas. And I love hearing that, too, because a lot of people, when I say that stuff, they go, oh, you're biased. That didn't happen. There's no way it happened. It did. And it's fun for me to hear that kind of thing. And it's fun to hear somebody fly in from Vegas, come into our arena, and have the intro go, man, it is loud in here. You guys really take this shit seriously, which we do. Which we do. And it was fun. And I I just want to say, Greg, you're never going to listen to this. I explained that I'm a podcaster. I've explained what I do. And he goes, that's a job, huh? He goes, I work for a limo company in Vegas. I pick up people at the Wynn Hotel. And I was like, oh, okay. That is a very Vegas job. A very Vegas job. Point of the story here is, I guess I don't have one. It's just nice to run into fans that are cool, that are legit, that are not going to just shit on you for doing whatever. And not just Greg and his wife, who were lovely. I'm going to guess they were probably mid-50s, somewhere in there. But all the fans in Vegas. Really nice to see people that are just understanding that it's just sports. Really, at the end of the day, when you think about it, we're cheering for someone's clothes. That player wearing your clothes could wear the other team's clothes next year, and then they wouldn't be your friend anymore. Matthias Janmark. Laurent Brassois. Also, shout out to Oilers fans, by the way, for giving Laurent Brassois a standing ovation when he went down. I was sitting at the other end of the ice when that happened. I didn't really get a good look at it until I saw the highlights the next day. Man, tough luck for LB because he's had some injury issues. It seemed like he was playing well for Vegas so far in the playoffs, but just tough luck. And again, shout out to Edmonton fans for being classy and sharing him on because at the end of the day, he's a former friend. He's a former teammate. He was a guy who I personally thought got treated quite uh, poorly in the end. If you remember, he found out that the Oilers traded for Al Montoya while he was sitting on the bench between periods. He found out with the rest of the crowd. Just remember that. Remember that. I know that story for a fact, by the way. When he was in a different organization, somebody I know behind the scenes got that little story leaked to him. So keep that one in your pocket. Keep that one in your pocket. Why did I start the podcast this way? I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, the Vegas recap that you didn't get. Well, I didn't get to any of that. It was fun for me to just do the way I was writing travel diaries. I got the kind of the hang of it by the end of the trip where I had a note open in my phone. And as if we had a minute to stop and sit and just be I would knock out two, three sentences. And then by the end of the night, the more piled up I got, you should, I should just, I should tweet some of the copy that I wrote when I was absolutely hammered because you would think it was like, you know what it reminded me of? That Simpsons episode where Homer writes Marge a postcard. If you can go find that, that was me writing travel diaries as the night went on. And then the next day I had to decipher what the fuck I was talking about. Anyway, that was a long rambling start to the podcast. Let's kick off the news. The news is brought to you by SYC Brewing. Go check them out at sycbrewing.com. I am going to have one of their clock out loggers right now. They say it's for Fridays. 
Clock out every Friday with a flat of clock out logger for only 60 bucks, regularly $80. If you go into the website, I'm going to have one right now. It's five o'clock here, five o'clock exactly as I'm recording. Again, I'm going to rush through this podcast a little bit just because I've got to get to the game. I know I've got three hours, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get down there. I'm excited to, uh, I think I want to wander around the moss pit a little bit today. I haven't spent any time out there yet in the playoffs, and Gord willing, it doesn't rain, I'll be able to spend a little bit of time out there. But I think that's my plan, and that's why SYC Brewing would appreciate as well. Looking at the news, LB is out. No real update on what was going going on with him, but he is just out for the series. So Aiden Hill starts game four with Jonathan Quick backing him up. Now, If we think back to game three, the Oilers didn't get nearly enough shots on Aiden Hill. And when they did get shots on Aiden Hill, he could see all of them. I said this yesterday on Oilers Nation Radio, but the reality is in the NHL, if you have gotten to the highest level of hockey, no matter who you are, if you see that puck, you are going to stop it. And for Aiden Hill, he had way too easy of a time. Way too easy of a time. So my goal for the Oilers tonight is to have more traffic, more chaos, more bodies in front of Aiden Hill and make his life difficult. In game two, that was the game the Oilers won 5-1. They were playing a much simpler game. They were going north-south. There wasn't a lot of this east-west puck movement. They weren't trying to sort things through sticks and shift things through people and lobbing pucks skyward down the ice. That didn't happen in game two. They were very, very straightforward. Get pucks on net. Shoot from the parking lot. Create your own chaos. Because what we learned about the Vegas Golden Knights through three games is they're not going to give the Oilers anything. They're better defensively than probably a lot of people give them credit for. They are not as, I guess, rigid as the LA Kings were in the first round. But you can't play cute hockey. And for the Oilers, that was something that happened en masse on Monday. Cannot happen again. In other news, I'm looking around Twitter right now as I'm recording. Still no update on whether or not Zach Hyman was playing. According to Jason Greger, he was a 50-50 for whether or not he would play tonight. And I don't really like that. Why? Let me tell you. The Oilers did not get any luck from the referees. I'm not going to harp on the referees. I'm going to do that in the righteous sack beating. But Zach Hyman took a knee on knee need a groin, whatever it was. Either way, you stayed down. You could tell he was in pain. I was worried about it. I'm even more worried about it now because he didn't practice today. Of course, Woody's not saying anything, and that might be a good thing anyway, but I'm worried about Zach Hyman. We need him. We need Evander Kane to get going. We need Ryan Nuge and Hopkins to get going. And some, like, Nuge has been a non-event. From a guy who went from scoring 104 points, we all donated money to the Edmonton Humane Society when he scored 104 points. For him to disappear like this with only six assists through nine games, gotta be better, Nuge. Only four goal scorers for the Oilers in this series through three games. But... Of course, Leon Dreisaitl scoring on mass. Connor McDavid, you're expecting him to. Evan Bouchard and Warren Fogel are the only other goal scorers. So we got Connor and Leon. We all see that coming. Bouchard and Fogel. We need more than that if the Oilers are not going, not only going to climb back into this series and tie things up tonight in game four, but also just continue on in their playoff series. Playoff lives? Whatever you want to call it. Four goal scorers. Simplify simplify 
Create your own luck. Create your own chaos. That is going to be the ticket to winning tonight. The Oilers, I'm expecting a much better effort. So if you listen to this on Thursday after the game, let me know how I did. I got a 4-2 win dialed in. I can see it. I can predict it. I've even tossed a little shekels. Just a couple. Tossed it on their podcasting confession. Looking around the NHL as we continue on with the news, there have been weird games in every series. I'm talking blowouts. Like the Oilers won 5-1 in game two. They lost 5-1 in game three. Last night, the Carolina Hurricanes beat the New Jersey Devils 6-1. Dallas beat the Kraken 6-3. But if you remember the game before that, the Devils blew out the Hurricanes. They had like eight goals or some shit like that. The Kraken blew out the Stars. It was 7-2. Like what is with this lack of defense and just apparently goaltending? I'm not saying the goalies are bad. But I'm saying every other game, it almost seems like they are absolutely getting lit up. And it is one of the wildest second rounds I've seen. Outside of the Leafs and Panthers, which is starting right now, I'm looking on behind me. Outside of that series, which has had close games, but of ultimately <laughs> three straight losses for the Leafs. I'm very, very surprised about the way some of these games have played out. Very high scoring. You bet the over, essentially. We're going to talk about that in the betting segment, but you bet the over. So it's been very, very interesting. Toronto, as I mentioned, they're on the brink of elimination. What happens from there? What happens? Today, Frank Saravalli was on Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uremchuk, and he was almost implying, like, if the Leafs can't get through this, and we all know the math, it's less than 2% of teams have ever come back from 3-0 down in the playoffs. Less than 2%. So you're telling me there's a chance. What happens? Is Kyle Dubas out? Is it going to upset him that he won't get nearly as much FaceTime where he's pretending to get mad at fans and throwing water bottles and shit? Allegedly, in my opinion, on purpose. I think he knows on camera. That I just think he knows he's on camera after that one time where he was getting into it with the, LA, uh, the Tampa Bay fans and a bunch of people in Toronto liked it. I think he's hamming it up for the camera. Again, I don't know anything about anything, but that's just my opinion. Allegedly, in my opinion, I think Kyle Dubas is hamming it up for the camera. What do you got to say about that? Who says no? Me or Dubas? Dubas will be like, well, I would never ham it up for the camera. I don't think that anybody wants to see me do that. Yeah, they do. And I think you want them to see you do it, too. You're talking to yourself. You're chucking water bottles. Anyway, what happens if they lose? Is he gone? He needs a new contract. Talking about it in Vegas with Jay and Tyler, they both think that he could end up in Ottawa. Pittsburgh has been floated out there. What happens next? What happens to a guy like Austin Matthews that has one year left on his contract after this one if Kyle Dubas goes? Is he going to go chase the bag? Somebody else? Will he have loyalty to a new GM? I don't know. I don't know. I'll give you another prediction, though, by the way. I think that the Oilers are going to make a GM change no matter what happens this offseason. I think Uncle Ken is going to get bumped up to president of Hockey Ops or something like that. And the guy that they brought in a while ago that seemed to be a GM in training in Steve Steos, I bet he takes over. So today, May 10th, if that happens, circle back to this and give me some credit for it, would you? Make a mental note. Write it in your binders of BLTN notes. I know you've got them. You're keeping meeting minutes of all these shows. I bet you are. I bet you are. Now, what else have we got? Tonight, Wednesday, we have got the Leafs on the brink of elimination. What else we got? Is that only the two games today? 
It is only the two games today. So Vegas leads the Oilers 2-1. Oilers have a chance to tie it up, though the Leafs are down 3-0. Looking ahead at tomorrow, Carolina has got the chance to put the Devils away. They are up 3-1. That is going on tomorrow. And then Kraken and Stars are tied at two apiece. Second round is not at all what I expected. Here's what I expected. One, Oilers to win in six or seven. We're still on pace for that. If the Oilers win tonight, we are in real good shape. I expected the Leafs to walk through the Panthers. So depending on what's happening in the game behind me, they are, both teams are just hitting the ice now. That could be interesting. I expected this, uh, the Seattle, uh, I expected the Seattle Kraken to lose, but I expect them to lose in six or seven. I think we are still on pace for that. I expected the Hurricanes to win in six. They look like they could do a gentleman sweep in five, perhaps. Again, the oddness of the second round of the playoffs is there are so many damned high scoring games. So many high scoring games. What can the Oilers do? What can the Oilers do? Through three games so far, the Vegas Golden Knights have the upper hand at five on five in goal scoring. The Oilers need to step it up at even strength. All in, everybody needs to be going, I believe. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news. The news is brought to you by SYC Bruin. Check them out at SYCBruin.com. Maybe you too want to clock out lager. I'm going to crack one here right away. As soon as I'm done this. As soon as I am done. They also have other, other stuff too. You want ciders? Go get a cider. Come on, man. Come on. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. What do you need to do is leave a nice little review. Like and subscribe. Next. For my friends at Betway. Provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. Let's talk a little betting ahead of game four. I feel like the Oilers are going to bounce back. I got my shit absolutely stomped on Monday in game one. I was feeling bullish. So today, still feeling bullish, but I've also got a little bit of cautious optimism in there. So what am I doing? Connor and Leon both to score a plus 200. That is my risky business bet of the day. My parlay of the day, over five and a half total shots in the Oilers to win at plus 50, uh, plus 155. So we are chasing the juice a little bit on both of those. But if you want an easy money bet, something I'm looking at tonight is for the Oilers to get over 33 shots on goal. They did not do that in game three. They did not put nearly enough pucks on net. I'm expecting the boys to rectify that one. That is a, a minus 118. And there you go. If you were looking for some bets, I beg you. Why not join in with me? Why not get something involved? Why not earn a couple of shekels? Again, thanks to our friends at Betway, provide that you can do so responsibly and that you're over 19 plus. I am Optimus Prime, and you're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bagged Milk, Autobots, Transform, and Roll Out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Thank you, Captain Felton. Of course, he is in town, flew in from Vancouver. It's time for the righteous sack beating. You wanna see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy! The Righteous Sack Beat is brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Of course, they are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, come on! TrilogyRentals.ca so what is the righteous sack beating today? I don't want to get into this too much, but damn it, it's annoying me how I'm going to ignore the Edmonton Oilers as best I can here because the refereeing in the Stanley Cup playoffs is absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. It's been inconsistent. There's been calls that have been blatantly missed. There's been ticky-tack stuff going the other way. For all teams, I'm going to say, there are eight teams remaining in the playoffs, and I bet you all eight of them have had some incredibly questionable calls by some refs that are just either, one, managing the game, because we've learned that managing the game is a thing, or two, they're just blatantly not paying attention. In game three, I think of two calls that were missed on the Oilers in the first period that, in my opinion, completely changed the outlook of that game. One, the missed high stick on Kyler Yamamoto. That was immediately before the Vegas Golden Knights scored a goal. It happened again on Ryan McLeod. Another missed goal that ended up in the back of the Oilers' net. I talked about Zach Hyman. He's a 50-50 chance to play tonight. Why? Because there was a knee-on-knee that was missed right in front of an official, and I know it's a hard job. And generally speaking, I feel like penalties are going to even out over the course of a series. I really, really do. But there are just times where some in-game official officiating is so bad. So bad. Like, all I could think of, and this is a tinfoil hat theory, and I don't like to get into it, but I'm going to do it because it's the righteous sack beating, is because how is it that the Oilers earned six power plays on Saturday and didn't get a lick of anything on on Monday until it, the game was long over. On Oilers Nation every day, Sean Bell was asked about it. He played in the show. He played at the highest level that this game has to offer. And he goes, those garbage time calls when the game is all but over are just 
trying to get the stats right. The Vegas Golden Knights had four power play opportunities on Monday. The Oilers had two. And let me tell you, one of them was about 34 seconds long because it was an even up. The second came when the game was long over. What are we doing? Can we not get to a point where we just call the rule book? We've all asked for it. We've all asked for it. We want the rule book called. The players will adjust. But instead, what we're getting is missed calls. We're getting Andrew Cogliano's neck broken and a two-minute minor dished out with no supplemental discipline for Jordan Eberle. That is what we're getting. In the first round, Fogel hit from behind. Bouchard hit from behind. Very dangerous plays that the refs are just not picking up. And I don't understand how the league just goes, ah, throw their hands up, officiating's fine. Nothing to see here, no problem at all. No problem at all. I just don't understand. And I don't get it. And I don't get how the NHL doesn't do enough to protect its players. Do we not want offense? Do we not want more goals in the games? Do we not want to see the scores get run up because power plays are good? Maybe it's just because the Oilers' power play is so good. I watched a bunch of hockey during the playoffs, and it is quite sad to look at power plays that are not the Oilers' power plays and realize how junk everyone else is. But still, for a league that is gagging for offense, they've got a built-in solution right there, provided that their own employees just called the rule book. Just call the rule book. I don't feel like it's that hard. Everyone will be able to figure it out. I promise. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. You're listening to Better Late Never with bagged milk on your usual podcast scenario. What I would suggest is you like, subscribe. Hey, guess what? Leave a review. Otherwise... The puppy gets it. Time for the voicemail. I want to say goodbye to South Island Pies. The the sponsorship just ran out, but that doesn't mean my love for South Island Pies has run out. Jamie, if you're listening to this, what a partnership we had, my man. I know we're going into the offseason. We're going to revisit towards the start of next season, but I just love the product I'm going to give you a free plug here today. SouthIslandPie.ca. Go check out Meet the Pies. Get yourself something delicious to eat because I promise you the story and the product sell themselves. You don't need me to say anything about it. What you've got is a superior product from a guy who really cares. And South Island Pies, I was very, very pumped to have you as a sponsor on this podcast. Hopefully down the line we can work together again. Go check out the pies. Go check out the pies. Now, Before we get started on the voicemail, I want to admit that we didn't do any voicemails last week in Vegas. So a bunch of what I had was just really old and out of context. It just was. And so I'm not going to play stuff where it goes, hey, we beat the Kings in game six. We're going to Vegas. Like It doesn't make sense. I hope you guys understand. Next time I will bring my iPad to Vegas or wherever I'm going. And we will do a normal version of the podcast, or at least as close to as possible. I understand it's weird when it's a cold open, there's no buttons, there's nothing at all, and nobody gets a chance to say their piece. You worried about people not saying their piece? Well, let me tell you, I've been waiting for weeks. I've been waiting for weeks to say what I have to say. And what have you done? 
You just go ahead and ignore me. You pretend like Satan hasn't carried the mail for you when you have nothing to say. You pretend like you don't just push that button and have a good time having mail, having laughs and saying all the horrible things that are in your head. That's what Satan's for. And you've gone and forgotten me, man. This is bullshit. You're bullshit. Sorry, Satan. First voicemail. Let's get to it. Oh, hello. <laughs> this is your favorite <laughs> voicemail. This is so weird. Character. The Piss Wizard. I mean, fuck. The On Piss platform, Wizard. Uh, the Donkey Volley. Oh, man, that's a really nice impression. Dukes is, Dukes is putting the work in here on this impression. And you're listening to Better Late Than Never. The podcast where we hate that stupid Australian cunt. <laughs> it's just ah. it's just so aggressive. Just the hard C-bomb. So... Just to bolster the voicemail, because we don't have too, too many this week. And again, I apologize if you left something in. I did listen to them. They're just, they're more timely than that. They're more timely than that. So I asked today, about to start recording better late than ever, what's your biggest key to victory for game four? Uh, El Cola Grande says, bring back Gaetan Haas. Could not agree more. Larry Westergaard says, allow fewer goals. Huge. Taylor Smith says, need some big peepees. Don't we all? Mainliner Tim says, try less. Play as a cohesive team. Don't be a superhero doing it all yourself unless you wear 29 or 97. I think that is a great one from Mainliner Tim. Way too much cutesy plays. Game three, I actually thought Warren Fogle was the best player that the Oilers had out front or up front, and that's a problem. That's not, to, that's not a slight against Warren Fogle, but he can't be your best forward on the night. He just can't. He could be a great extra piece but he can't be the best forward steven says show up on time and work hard hard work beats skill when skill doesn't work hard shout out to uncle timmy geekily confused says not being afraid to take a risk the team doubts itself way too much they have more talent than a vegas captain felton says nuggy goal and better decision making vgk says i think we should get pucks deep start banging bodies you know got to play our game work hard and the results will come to us thanks gene Mike Destroyer of Taco says, be on the right side of the pucks and players and push the pace to force penalties. Score more goals than Vegas as well. Zach says, the 5-on-5 luck needs to even out, and Connor's going to have one of those games. John Muckler Spectacle says, be on the right side of defensively and don't get caught chasing the Knights. Next voicemail. <laughs> okay, now. Good afternoon. That was weird. Was that the voicemail? Okay, now. Good afternoon. <laughs> All right. Adrian says, Skinner needs to be better. B-Rad says, under-discussed physicality on the forecheck. V-G-K-D are a strength, and they haven't had enough hard haven't had a hard enough of a time. The physicality gives everything something they can accomplish, pulls guys into the game, and gets energy in the building going. I like that one as well. Yegdeal says, quit with the fancy play and just pepper the goalie and make his life difficult. Amen. Chicken Batman says, work ethic. Nick says, neutral zone control. Amorphous says, being more active in the defensive zone. You can jo- you cannot allow guys to walk into the high danger zones. Better outlet passes. Basically just a better a structured game. Next voicemail. 
you know. No scorers. There we go. There's two. Two sneezes from the donkey. <coughs> this is going to be 2 nil. Could be three. Probably. This could be a ball play sneeze. Um... <laughs> Three <laughs> 0 ah! Oilers, three 0 Let's go. That's this is better than Frank's picks. This is the donkey sneezes picks. It's Oilers three, Vegas zip tonight. Oh. I like that prediction from the donkey Oilers girl. Thirty five says only four Oilers have scored this series. I was talking about that earlier. The rest of the guys need to find the back of the net. Amen. Biscuit says smart stick to stick pass passes a big energy boost early by playing a heavy game. Get the crowd going. Sam says we need good Oilers to show up the team. We know they can be. Tom says scoring more goals. It is a key to victory. I guarantee it. Mark says more physicality. We haven't played to our size. Beat them down. Duggar says Skinner and Nurse bouncing back. They were horrendous last game. Wade says as is the key in any game, score more goals than the opponent. Getting said bear myself. Next voicemail. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We just won in Vegas. Oh, you might. This is Dukes. Fucking trying to be the donkey, obviously. It's, uh... Hmm, hello. Oh, yeah, mate. Just trying to do the donkey, because, no, he's a fucking <laughs> sheila. He's a cunt, etc. Because donkey never says cunt. You cunt. <laughs> it's just so sharp. It's so aggressive, too. Like, you guys are out of your mind. You really are out of your minds. In the best way possible. In the best way possible. Two-turn Larry says, I need to raise my BPP. Thinking around a four BPP should do it. We all have to do our part, two turn Larry. Plant based Patty says, I don't want to hear how bad the defense was. Good goalies can steal games in the playoffs. Ari says, Details, enough of the miscues and defensive breakdowns. That's a great one. Spartan says, Tighten up, tighten down on the D. Don't let them have 40 shots. And those rebounds and low goal line shots need to be blocked. Mason says, Play the full 60 and stay out of the box. Next voicemail. Good afternoon. You're listening to. <laughs> Better late than never with bagged milk. <laughs> uh-huh. The second most sexy thing to come from Edmonton since Liam's knee. Ooh. Yes. Donkey approves. Does Liam have sexy knees? Is that a thing? You know Liam has sexy knees. That English guy can do no wrong. His hair is nice. His mustache looks good. I think the way he does his hair looks fantastic. And come on, he's got the sexiest knees of all. Satan is a big fan. Ari? Biggest key for uh, game four? I'll tell you what it is. Stop shooting yourself in the foot. Yes. Stop it. Yes. You're more than capable of not allowing a goal immediately after you get one. 100%. That is something that's driven me nuts about the Oilers in the playoffs and just the season as a whole. They'll score a goal and they'll be like, woohoo, hanging the mission accomplished banner. And then one goes right back in their net. Attention to detail, family. Attention to detail. Enough of the miscues. Enough of the no attention to details. Where. How in the hell are they just getting to the front of the net like that? It's a fair question. That makes no sense. None. 
Cece needs to be better. Yep. Freaking Nurse needs to be better. Yep. What What are we doing here? There's a lot of guys need to be better. Like details, man. Details. You cannot allow them to just walk in on your goalie like that. Mm-hmm. Ari's Check making a lot of sense. Work on your details. It's not that hard. Ari making a lot of sense. Back to Twitter. Keys to victory. Tom just says, how about showing up? Hard to disagree with that. Tristan says, play better than a rookie CPU on NHL 23. little vid talk there. Mark says, put their skates on tight. No easy nights. Morning Wood says, how about we defend? Key to victory from, I don't know how to say this. Not losing. Good one. Ryan Spatowski says, big hits from Bukestad, Costin, and Seaweed. Final voicemail of the day is back to Ari again. You know, it really <laughs> feels like that all the goals that Vegas scores, and even Los Angeles, <clears throat> all the goals, they at least most of them, 80% of them were like off of our mistakes. Yeah. Just lack of details. Mm-hmm. So if they just clean that up. 100% like... I, I said in, I wrote random thoughts about game three yesterday at OethersNation.com. Go check that one out. I said in that article, it's just, Oilers shot themselves in the foot every chance they got. There was not many instances where they were making clean breakout plays, clean zone entries, all that stuff. They were lobbing pucks up the middle, into skates, into sticks. Vegas was congesting the center of the ice very, very well, and the Oilers can adjust. The Oilers can adjust. They'll... They're going to be just fine. I agree. Connor's doing his thing. Leon's doing his thing. Need Nuge to do his thing. We're getting depth scoring. It's just... It's just the details, man, in the defensive end. Yep. They can be better than this. 100%. That's that's it. It's the only thing. They just clean that up. It's less pressure on Skinner and Campbell at this point. That's it. That's it. There you have it for the voicemail. Again, I do apologize if you love voicemails that I did not play today. They were just old. They were old. We can't be talking about the Kings when we're already in game four against the Golden Knights. You know what I mean, man? Of course you do. If you want to sponsor the voicemail, hit me up at Oilers Nation or bagmilk at OilersNation.com. This slot is now open. Arguably one of the most popular segments on the podcast if you want some numbers on what it looks like to sponsor these including what you get in terms of downloads and social clips and the viewability of those things again hit me up bag milk at oilersnation.com couple other notes here tonight we are going to rogers place Stuart skinner is back between the pipes another news on the 32 thoughts podcast elliot friedman wonders if mike babcock could be making a return possibly with the penguins weird weird uh also as i was recording Connor mcdavid was named a ted Lindsay award finalist that is the mvp as named by your peers personally i think that one matters more than the Hart trophy because it's voted on by players as opposed to media just me that's just my opinion. So shout out to Connor McDavid for another Ted Lindsay nomination. I do appreciate the way he is the best player on earth. It's not exactly a secret, is it? I expect him to win the Ted Lindsay. I would be stunned if he doesn't win that one. I would be stunned. But stranger things have happened. 
Stranger things have happened. If you are listening to this and you go, man, I want to come to an Oilers Nation watch party. Well, Friday is your next chance at Greta. Go check them out at GretaBar.com forward slash book. This is going to sell out again. We are going to be a packed house at Greta on Friday. If you want to join us, do not wait. Do not wait. Do not wait. Do you understand me? Of course you do. You're not an idiot. You're listening to this podcast. And uh, just to wrap it up again, we're going to keep it tight because I got to make my way to Roger's place here shortly. I want to give a shout out to Trilogy Oldfield Rentals and to Betway and to Greta. Lastly, if you're in the city, go check out an Oodle Noodle location. Get yourself some free Oilers Nation stickers. I will be back again next week. Be back on our regularly scheduled programming. If you leave voicemails, they will get played. Just try to leave them closer to the normal Wednesday recording date. That's probably the easiest way to do it. My apologies. This is going to be a little bit shorter. Thank you anyway. Ty Ty, take us away. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.